Amen. Beautiful, beautiful music, beautiful sound to uh, praise the Lord. Glory to God. Amen. Well, we've been uh, commanding the rain to hold its peace, the clouds to stay away until we get done with church service. The Bible says, command ye me concerning the works of my hands, the Lord said. We're supposed to command. We're supposed to take charge and, and tell things, you know, the way they need to be. Didn't Jesus speak to the sea? He said, calm down. Amen. Didn't Elijah say, it's not going to rain for three years? And then, then the Lord said, go ahead and you can let it rain. And it rained. So, we're, we're, so let's just put our hands towards the clouds right now. And together, let's, Father, we command those clouds to hold their peace, hold their rain until we're done. In Jesus' name, amen. We have the power, amen. He gave us the power. Glory, glory to God. So we're going to continue today on the theme of walking in the calling of God for 2024. How many of you want to do that? You want to walk in your calling that God has given you. Now, as a reminder for those that weren't here for the last three weeks, and it's a reminder uh, to those that were, uh, the three main callings that God has given us are, we're called out of darkness into his marvelous light. Isn't that good news? We're called out of sin, called out of our mess, and brought us into the joy and peace and love of the Lord. Isn't that good news? We didn't know that we were going astray. We didn't know we were lost. But God, in his mercy and his goodness, reached down and grabbed us and brought us in. Praise the Lord. Uh, you can get excited any time. You know, there you go. Did you forget who you were? <laughs> Did you forget what you used to be? Amen. Then, after he called you, then he called you to be conformed into his image. Now, that's a little bit more of a work. That took a little bit of time. It's a process for God by his word and by his spirit to clean you up, glory to God, so that you start thinking like Jesus, acting like Jesus, talking like Jesus. And they said, I know you, you know Jesus, amen? So we have to have that. So I want to ask you, this is a process, so are you a, a beginning Christian? Are you a marginal Christian or are you a mature Christian? What do you mean mature Christian, Pastor Chuck? Well, I mean you don't get angry. I mean, you don't, you don't have vengeance, you don't have jealousy, you don't have, you're not vindictive, amen? All these things, you have to watch yourself. Maybe I'm not as mature as I thought I was. Praise the Lord. So, and then the last thing is you call to serve uh, with your gifts and your talents. You know, everybody has a gift or a talent. Some are small, some are big, but whatever you have, you're supposed to use them. We don't want to be like that, uh, that guy that hit his talent in the ground. And the Lord, what did the Lord call him? You wicked and lazy servant. Ooh, la, la. Who wants to hear that? Amen? We don't want to hear that. So God will bless you in whatever you put your hand to. Did you know that? Amen. I had a friend in college. We were playing baseball, and he had a part-time job of cleaning carpets. Just a menial job, cleaning carpets. And I thought, now, how? you're not going to do that for the rest of your life, are you? Well, lo and behold, I look back a couple of years after I graduated, he had a fleet of 20 vans. He was a multi-millionaire, and I'm still not there yet. But anyway, <laughs> he took what God had given him as a talent, and just through diligence and just effort and just by using God's knowledge, it blossoms. So whatever you're doing, God can make it. You know, I know how uh, sometimes there's housewives that are the Lord is speaking to them on how to raise children, and they write books about it. 
Wherever you are, God can use you, praise the Lord. So then the Lord reminded me that there's three other callings that uh, he's called us to. What are they? They're, we're called to worship him, we're called to pray to him, and we're called to be a witness for him. Amen? So let's pray before we get started. Father, thank you for bringing us together today. We thank you that we, your word will go forth and minister to your people so that they may serve you with all their heart, soul, strength, and might. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So this week we're going to talk about worshiping God. Is that exciting? Do you know when you worship God, you go into another realm, you go into the spiritual realm, you go into the place where he is because God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him what in spirit and in truth. So when you do that, he inhabits, he comes and fills your space, your, your temple, even the room. And when you walk around, the Bible says he inhabits, he doesn't leave, he stays with you. When you worship him in the morning and you go throughout your day, people are in awe and give you favor wherever you go. Now, this is good news, isn't it? I like that because, you know, I need favor. There's times when I go into places and I go, this is not going to work. I, so I, I went into a, a pizza place and uh, uh, we called in the order. And I was doing, last week I was telling you I had to go to two, two different places, so I was timing it. And so I go to the pizza place and they called in the order. She says, well, you have to wait in that line to pay. And there's five people there. And I, my first reaction was, what kind of business is this? What, who, what are you talking about? I gotta wait. She said, well, we're busy, and there's only one, one uh, cash register. So I said, hmm, Lord, what do I do? He that giveth mercy receiveth mercy. So I went to the front of the line and said, would you mind? I'm just going to pay for this, and it's an order to go. She said, yeah, go right ahead. I felt like telling the, the owner, do you see how this works? You know, <laughs> is this so hard for you to do this? I have a rapport with her, so I'm, next, next time I go there, I'm going to tell, you, tell her what happened so that she can learn, <laughs> learn some things. Praise the Lord. So <laughs> it's a great thing to worship the Lord, right? Uh, now, when he comes, he brings all of him with, with him, not a part of him. So when he comes, he brings health, he brings provision, he brings wisdom. It's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. The Lord is great and greatly to be praised. Now, remember... Does the Lord really want you to worship him? Yeah, yeah wh why? Because worship, if you look at those words, is worthy of uh, wor worship. He's worthy of worship. He's worthy. He's, he's mighty. He's, we, we just don't realize how big and how great he is. But when we see him one day, or if you worship him, he'll come and manifest himself to you. Now, remember when uh, God told Moses, go to Pharaoh, and what did he tell him? Let's see what it says here, Exodus 9, 1. The Lord said to Moses, go to Pharaoh and say to him, this is what the Lord, the God of the Hebrews say, says, let my people go so that they may what? Worship me, not hang out, not goof off. They, I want them to come and worship me. He wants to be part of us. And when we worship him, he becomes part of our lives. Isn't that wonderful? You want to be alone or you want to have him with you? Praise the Lord. So in Exodus 20, verse 5, in a little farther in Exodus, it says, You shall not bow down to any other gods or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. And you might say, well, we don't worship other gods. We just worship you. Uh, well, wait a minute. I remember growing up. Don't show it yet, Anthony. But I remember growing up, there was a thing called Beatlemania. You remember Beatlemania? People were going crazy from these boys from London. And, and they came to New York. 
And, and they come to the airport, and let's see that. Let's see. The, the crowd, the, the police have to hold these people back. These, they're, I don't, they're crazy. They're worshiping <laughs> this, these four guys that do nothing for them. They don't hear their prayers. They don't listen to them. They don't heal them. They, they don't provide for them. They're just singers, okay? And they're going crazy. And then we see these women, look at them, screaming. Bawling, crying, pulling their hair out. Oh, John, Paul, Ringo, George. Pick one. I love them all. Okay. <laughs> and they get so excited that I heard, and I saw a film of it, that they get so excited, they pass out. They, they, they lose it. Oh, and they have to take them out. That's crazy, isn't it? But now, let's not leave the men out. Okay. Let's look at the men here going to a football game. <laughs> they take their shirts off. <laughs> they write the letters of their teams on their chest. They scream like crazy. Amen. To a team that doesn't know them. They don't get paid. What are they doing? They're worshiping. My team. I'm my team. We won. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. They go crazy. One of the guys says, I don't know why mom doesn't come to the games with this. I don't understand why. <laughs> well, who would want to go <laughs> to that? Okay, so now, if, you're, if it's not the Beatles and if it's not football, how about a man and a woman hooked on food? Do you know these people? They, they just got to eat, you know? Oh, my God, let's eat. The Apostle Paul says, <laughs> don't make God your belly, okay? These types of people... They, they, while they're eating lunch, they're thinking about dinner, okay? <laughs> and when they're eating dinner, they're thinking about next, next, you know, breakfast. And they just, it's a continual thing. You're hooked on food, you know? One guy said, you know, you have to pray for my son. He's on life support. Uh, it's called a refrigerator. And <laughs> he can't get away from it. I know when I used to, when I was growing up, I had a hunger, I don't know, from sports, but I would come home, I'd go, hi, Mom, and I'd go to the refrigerator and just put my head in there and just keep looking, hmm, can I make something? How can I make something? My wife says, you do really good at put, putting combinations together. I go, I've had a lot of practice with that. You know. <laughs> so how about, how about these people that make a car their idol? Ooh, you know those guys, right? They're out there on Saturday shining it up. Spit shining it, polish. You don't need to polish your car every week, okay? You really don't need to do that. Amen. No, let's not leave the women out on this one. Here, here's woman looking at her shoes, okay? How many shoes do you need? Come on, one for every occasion. Now, she, she's, she's not. <laughs> the women are getting stirred up, okay? <laughs> Why can't I have a closet like that, okay? Now, she's not worshiping God. She's looking at the marvelous array of shoes that she has. Praise the Lord. But now, the God who created us and saved us from destruction, who listens to us and answers our prayers, who heals our body, provides for us, how do we act during our 15 minutes of worship? Well, let's look at this guy. Watch his head. He can't keep his head up. Okay. <laughs> now, how about, the, how about these people? Okay. Uh, we're reenacting it. Okay. Uh, how about these people that are talking and texting at church? 
Not paying attention to anything, right? Forgetting about the God who saved them. Don't have time. So worship is worth-ship. That means giving someone their, their uh, proper worth. Amen? So uh, let's see. The Bible says in 1 Peter 2, 9, you, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. He, he's, he wants us to praise him. That's our due you know, uh, respect to him. In, in uh, Psalms 33, 1, it says, Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous, for praise from the upright is what? Do you know in God's eyes when he sees you worshiping him, it's beautiful to him. Let's look at this uh, woman worshiping at church. That's it, it, a beautiful sight, isn't it? She's given her whole heart to the Lord, opening up and saying, Lord, I love you. I, I worship you. It's a heart thing. Praise the Lord. How about this guy, though, this man not singing at church? His wife is looking at him. What's wrong with you? You know? Tell someone next to you, that's not me. That's not me. Okay, okay. Okay, so <laughs> did you have fun with that? That was a little enjoyment, you know. Uh, hopefully none of those bad pictures are you, you know. No, okay. Let's talk about the difference between praise and worship because they're so similar, but it really is an attitude of the heart. Praise is just thanking God for what he's done, the marvelous works that he's done. Worship is something from the heart, uh, uh, admiring who he is, his goodness, his love for us. Praise the Lord. But in both of them, they're an outward expression of what's in your heart. Amen? So let's look at uh, seven Bible definitions of praise. Now, there's only one definition of worship, but there's seven uh, definitions of praise. So let's look at them. Ready? Tehillah means to sing. Some of us say when during praise and worship, I'm singing in my heart. I'm singing to myself. That's not the definition of singing. Singing means something comes out, right? <laughs> what if everybody just sang in their hearts? How, what would the praise and worship look like? What if Ron was just singing in his heart? It's not lip sync. <laughs> you have to, something comes out of your mouth, right, when you're singing. Okay, Shabbat means to shout loudly. Amen. Oh, but we don't do that at this church. We don't shout. Oh, come on. It's in the Bible. You can shout. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Amen. Amen. One person said, well, the Lord's not hard of hearing. Yeah, I know, but he's not offended by it either. You know, he's not offended by a shout. In fact, he told the children of Israel, when you go around the walls of Jericho, I want you to shout. Amen. One of the brothers said, no, nah, uh, I don't shout. Oh, yeah, you do. You, you, you can shout. You, you want the walls to come down? Go ahead, shout. Now, I'm not judging anybody because everybody has expressions, uh, their own expressions that are related to like a baseball game. I've been to baseball games where skies go crazy for every pitch. They're yelling at the ump. They're yelling at the team. They're, they're saying all kinds of stuff. And when they hit a home run, ah, they go crazy. And then there's other people that just kind of mild, and, you know, something happens good, they get up, oh, they're just excited. And then there's some people that just keep score, you know, like, okay, that was a double, okay. So everybody has their expression. I'm not trying to force your expression. You know, we, we went to a, a black church for 18 years, and we had some people that really jumped and shouted and jumped over chairs and got to hold them, and they just go crazy. And, uh, 
it's kind of fun, you know. And when I, I was new because I was from a you know, conservative church, and I'm going, what's all this? And they go, they are praising God. They're, they're, they're worshiping. And I saw the little girls, you know, they did the little dance step, and I go, how, did they come out of the womb knowing how to do that? How, how did that happen? They go, well, they, at home they practice it. They practice their dance step, and so when the Spirit of the Lord comes, they've got something. And even my own beloved wife can do those steps. Praise the Lord. I can do it, but they said, no, nah, it's not quite the same, Pastor Chuck. It's not, it's not quite the same. But anyway, you can shout. You can dance. Zamar means to touch the strings. That means to play uh, an instrument, play the guitar. Taka means to clap your hands, all ye people. Clap, 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 clap. Very good, very good. We're going to practice that in a little bit here in a minute. Toda means to extend or raise your hands in thanksgiving for something that hasn't happened yet. Lord, I just believe that everything is going to work out for my good. I worship you. I humble myself before you, Lord. Do you know the Lord loves that? Praise the Lord. Remember Paul and Silas? They were in prison, and they were singing praises at midnight. The, the prisoners heard them. Now, they didn't start at midnight. They'd been singing all along, but the prisoners woke up and said, what's all that racket going on? What's all that singing? And uh, they didn't know how they were going to get out. They didn't know what was going to happen, but they were singing praise. And then guess what happened? A great earthquake happened, and all the bars and chains broke loose, and they went outside, and they said, praise the Lord. And they got the jailer, the keeper of the prison, saved and his family saved. Now, how did that happen? Well, some people say, one minister said, uh, that, G, that the Lord liked the music so much that he was tapping his foot, and that caused the earthquake, and all the bars of the chains fell off. I don't know if that's true or not, but you know what? You don't know what's happening in the spirit realm. The angels pulled it apart. Okay, yada is to extend your hands as in complete surrender. Amen. I give it to you, Lord. I give up. Kara means to dance and whirl around. That's what David did. He will dance. You know, we sing that song, we will dance like David dance. And we sing that song, and guess what? Nobody dances. I'm going like, what are we, what are we doing here? We should, <laughs> you're supposed to dance like David dance, right? So we're going to play a little song, and then we're going to do a little interaction. We're going to play a song where this group, now this guy's name is Byron Cage, and he's a solo performer, but he decided to get together with a, a group called the Kurt Carr Singers. And they're very good singers, and they got a good band, and they jammed, and they had a, a concert. And so we're going to see that all these, except for the, for the uh, one, they minister all these songs. Let's see. Here we go.
Amen. Hallelujah. Can you go a little farther? I think that he did something on there where he, he uh, did a dance. Let's see. I, I cut it too short. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Come on, Shabbat him now. Come on, Shabbat him now. Right where you are. Give him the power. Okay, that's good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I, I can see you guys were kind of uh, excited about that. So uh, let's stand to our feet and uh, do a little bit of that ourselves. And Amen. Okay, so this won't hurt. This is low impact. <laughs> but it'll give you a chance to kind of exercise yourself. So raise your hands up in thanksgiving. Praise the Lord. Extend your hands to receive all the goodness of God. Clap your hands, all ye people. Shout unto God, hallelujah, hallelujah. Now, now sing hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Okay, now, do we have any dance? Do you have a dance? You could just tap your foot or just do something. Yeah, and then do a twirl. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Woo! Amen. You may be seated. That is to get you the cobwebs out, you know, to kind of air yourself out and say, you know what? I can do this at home. I, I can praise the Lord. I, thank you, Pastor Chuck, for showing me in the Bible that there's actually things that I can do instead of just going like, hello, Lord. Uh, I don't know. I got problems. You know, you want to help me? <laughs> okay, let's, let's look at it scripturally. Psalms 30, verse 4, there is singing. Sing praise to the Lord, you saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name. Sing, 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 sing. The Bible says sing a new song. You can sing a song that's not even in the Bible. You say, I love you, Lord. You are so righteous to me. You know, you make it up. It's in your heart. You know, my wife would like me to sing a song to her, right? I love you, Marianne. You're so wonderful to me. Okay. Later, later, later. Okay. <laughs> How about shouting? Okay, it says, be glad in the Lord. Rejoice, you righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Shout for joy. God wants us to have joy. And then with the instruments, we don't have instruments uh, other than what's the people here, but praise him with the sound of the trumpet, praise him with the lute and harp, praise him with the timbre and dance, praise him with string instruments and flutes. Okay, here's when we all can do Psalms 47.1, clapping your hands. Clap your hands, all ye peoples. All you peoples. All you peoples. Amen. Shout to God with the voice of triumph. Psalms 134, verse 2, lifting up your hands in thanksgiving. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless, bless ye the Lord. Amen. The last one here, or next to the last. Lifting up your hands in expectation. Lord, I just thank you that you're going to bless us. I thank you, Lord, that you're going to uh, fulfill your promises to us. We receive them. Open hands. Right? We receive them, Lord. Thank you, Father. We think the Lord doesn't see us. He sees us. 
Amen? He sees everything that we're doing. And when we worship him, we bring him closer to us. And the, uh, in the scripture, it says, I spread out my hands to you. My soul longs for you in a thirsty land. And then the Psalms, the 149.3 says, let him praise his name with the dance. Those of you that can dance, you can dance unto the Lord. Let, him, let them sing praises to him with the timbrel and heart. So now I want to, with remaining time, tell you about the benefits of praising God. You want to know about the benefits? That's not enough of you. Do you want to know the benefits? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I, you know, I like benefits. You know, when you sign up for the job, what do you always say? Well, what are the benefits? You know, do you have medical insurance? You know, uh, time off? How many vacation days do I get, right? We want to know the benefits. And God's not opposed to that. He said he will reward us that diligently seek him. He will, and, and, you know, it's funny. That word reward, you know what it means? Pays wages. He'll pay you to spend time with him. Isn't that nice? You spend time with him, and he makes things happen for your good. I like that. Praise the Lord. Okay, so the first thing, we got seven things real quick. Uh, he inhabits the praises of his people. When you praise the Lord, he opens, you open up an avenue into the spirit, spirit world where he resides. Did you know that? There's heaven, there's earth, he's in us, but when you worship him, that gap shortens and he's with us. He inhabits the praises of his people. And the Bible says he seeks those that will worship him in spirit and truth. He's looking, seeking, will someone worship me? We're looking for God, but guess what? God is looking for us. Can you get up? Can you wake up? Can you praise me? Can you worship me? Can you get off your rusty dusty? Can you <laughs> levitate thyself? <laughs> so, so worship uh, him, he, he'll come to you. Now, the second thing is, in his presence is what? Fullness. Of, not just a little bit. Fullness of joy. Jesus said, the things that I speak to you, they are to give you joy and that your joy may be complete. In other words, there's nothing more that you can want. When you are in the Lord, you just feel his goodness, his presence. You have joy, unspeakable joy, no matter what you're going through. Even Jesus on the cross witnessed to the thief right? He said, today you'll be with me in paradise. I was talking to Sally Bustamante last night, and she was telling me she had some, some mechanical problems with her car, but in the midst of it all, she got seven people saved. She, she got the truck driver saved. She got the mechanic saved. Wherever she was, she got people saved. And she didn't worry about what she was going through because the Lord was going to help her get through it, but she had a mission. Amen? And we're going to talk about that's one of our things we're supposed to do is witness to the Lord. Okay, so in his presence is, is, is fullness of joy. Now, also, number three, he takes pleasure in our worship. He likes it. He enjoys it. He likes to see us worshiping him, right? Uh, the scripture says in Revelation, it says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pl pleasure they are created. God, he enjoys everything about us. Did you know that? He watches us. I, I have friends. I have a, a friend that's Jewish, and I, I show him and I tell him that I pray during the basketball games. He said, the Lord doesn't care about basketball. I go, well, maybe not, but he cares about me, and I'm playing the game. And uh, it's kind of like a, a, a father. He plays dolls with his children, right? 
his girls? Does he care about the dolls? No, but he cares about the children. So God cares about us no matter what we're doing. Praise the Lord. Whether we're fishing or whatever, playing basketball, whatever we're doing. And people, are, they recognize, they go like, you're not playing alone. Praise God. Uh, the next thing is our prayers are answered. When you and I come boldly to God's throne and worship him, he gives us plans and strategies for our lives here on earth, and our prayers are answered. He opens up the doorway to us so that we can achieve and have victory in every area of our lives. Do you believe that? God is almighty, all-powerful. He can do wonderful things, amen? But we have to just open our hearts and worship him. And then when we do that, we see him do great things. Now, here's, here's some other good things. You can avoid sin when you worship him. Ooh, really? When you're worshiping God and you're in the spirit realm, you're not thinking about carnal things. You're not thinking about things that, you know, the TV tries to show you. You know, I saw this thing on TV, this girl was going to get married, and on her, just before the wedding, she's off with the, her uncle, and I'm going like, what's going on here? They had to cancel the whole wedding, because she messed it up. What was she thinking? What are we thinking? We're in the spirit realm. We can't be uh, 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 taken away by things that we see, the things that our, our own body tries to dictate to us. We have to be holy and blameless before him in love. And the only way we can be holy is let the Holy One come and inhabit our praises and be a part of us. That way we think God thoughts. Amen? Hope this is helping somebody. So uh, you have, when you get into the spirit realm, you get into like a spiritual bubble. You know, you feel his presence and you know, you, know, you just start, start thinking good things, you know, about your wife, about your kids, about your job, about your neighbors, you know. You've got to think God thought. You've got to think good things. You know, uh, God was showing me there's some things that you could look at, look at the good of someone instead of the things that bug you. I always tell my son, if, if things are bugging you, there's some bugs in you, you know. <laughs> Not the Lord. It's only the first time you heard that, right? <laughs> no, that's probably the 50th time he's heard it. <laughs> Under the, Hundredth of time. Okay, praise the Lord. Okay, now, the last two things, when you praise the Lord, guess what? You get peace of mind. You know, you don't have to worry about things. You know, cast your care upon the Lord, for he cares for you. Isn't it a great thing to go to sleep at night and just have peace of mind, knowing that whatever you're facing the next day, God's going to work it out for you good? I can remember on my job, I would do silly things. And I went to bed. I'm going, oh, Lord, you got to help me with this one. And I would go to work the next day, and it was all taken care of, all settled. What a great feeling it is. While we're sleeping, God is working. Amen. He can work in the hearts of people. Proverbs 21.1 says, the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord, and he turns it with us so he will. If you have a bad boss or if you have bad uh, employees or um, fellow employees, God can change their heart. He can make things happen for you. He can make them love you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Because we have peace of mind. Why? Because his loving kindness is better than life. My because of that, my lips shall praise you. His loving kindness. He's kind to us in a loving way, even when we don't deserve it. He loves us. And we're supposed to do that with others, right? Okay, last one. He stills the avenger. He stills the enemy. Those that are coming against you, he can cause confusion, and he can cause them to, you know, fight each other. Case in point was, uh, um, 
What's that guy's name? Jehoshaphat. What a funny name, Jehoshaphat. Was he fat? I don't know. <laughs> Jehoshaphat. <laughs> Some of these Bible names. But anyway, there's a multitude of people that are coming against him. Five armies, five kings. They wanted to tear him apart. And there was a multitude there, and they came to him, and he said, well, let's fast and pray. And so they fasted and prayed, and the Lord gave him a word that he stands still and watch the salvation of the Lord. So he sent his, his uh, praise team out there in front of the army. And, uh, you know, I don't think Ron would like that too much. You know, Ron, you're a good singer and everything, and, and, and the band, you guys go ahead. You know, I, I know there's a multitude, but, you know, Praise God. We, we've, been, we've been praying. We've been worshiping. It's going to be okay. So what happened was they started fighting each other. I don't know what happened. They got mad and they started fighting each other and they killed each other off. And so when Jehoshaphat and his army went, there's nothing but spoils there. They go like, wow, this is amazing. You know, and they picked up the spoils, took them three days. Guess what? <laughs> Whoever's coming against you, God can bring confusion into them and he can cause you to be victorious, even when you don't deserve it. Amen. So we got, we got the, uh, the seven benefits. Let's go over them again. He inhabits your praises. That's the biggest thing right there. He, the God of all heaven and earth, comes and lives with you. And he'll fill up your room, and you'll feel his presence. He inhabits your praises. And in his presence, you have fullness of joy. Don't you want fullness of joy? Amen. You know. I know they were, some people were coming into church today, and they were saying, let's see your smile. Where's your smile? Okay, I'm not awake yet. Okay. In his presence is fullness of joy. He takes pleasure in our worship. He likes it when we worship him. Amen? Our prayers are answered. That's pretty nice. People say, are my, are my prayers being answered? Yeah, they can be when you worship him. The, the next one is, um, number five is, number five is, void sin. Praise the Lord. That's a big one. Don't you want to avoid sin? Just let it go by. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Have peace of mind and your enemies be scattered. Amen. So let's pray. Father, thank you for showing us the benefits and the privileges of being able to worship you. That you're able to make all grace abound towards us. You're able to make things happen that we couldn't do in our own natural self. Because we worship you and we bring you into the situation. We give you glory and praise and honor for all that you're doing in our life. And we worship you. Just lift up your hands. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, King. We worship you, Lord. You're mighty. You're mighty. You're a mighty God. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. And we lift our hearts to worship you, Lord Jesus. We worship you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to the King. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You know what? I think I, let's see, what did I do here? Well, I have to catch it next time. Amen. So we're going to uh, worship the Lord and, and acknowledge him for what he's done, done for us at the cross, paid the price for our sins. We thank you, Lord, that as we take this bread, symbolizing the body that was given to us, we thank you for it. We thank you for what you did for us, Lord. We couldn't save ourselves, but we needed you. So we give you the praise and the glory and the honor for it. Oh, his presence is here. And Father, we thank you for the cup that we bless right now, 
symbolizing the blood that was shed for us. Father, you gave us your son, and he gave us all of his blood as a sacrifice so that our sins have been washed away, never to be remembered. And we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor in Jesus' name. So let's pass out the elements.